welcome to the Enterprise Endpoint Experts Podcast, E-Cubed. I'm your host, Bill Burnett, and with me today is our co-host, Chaz Spawn. Hey, Chaz. Greetings, everybody. And our esteemed guests, Robert Hedblum and Dieter Wickmans. How close was I? You were the closest I have heard this week, so... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I win the pronounced Dieter's last name... Correctly. If we make that a hashtag, it will be so big, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. And uh, Robert, you're a nine-year MVP, and Dieter, you're a five-year MVP. That's correct. And um, we're going to be talking today about disaster recovery with Config Manager. And basically, you're talking about how to prepare for an uh, apocalypse. Why can't Mm -hmm. I say apocalypse? Yeah. So yeah. which per, which first which apocalypse are you preparing for? I'm assuming you're thinking zombie apocalypse. Oh, why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good one. Good one. Yeah. Why didn't we think of it? Damn. Ooh, all the good stuff come after the session. Oh, the shame. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, the apocalypse you're referring to is you know um, losing income, losing revenue, uh, loss of data, and all that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so a little something personal about each of you. Mm-hmm. You have F3, three Fs, family, friends, and food listed. That's right. That That's sounds right. right for you. Yeah. I believe you're being, you're shooting straight with us there. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Dieter, I'm not so sure about it. I have pineapple free since 1999. Well, we don't talk about the pineapple incident <laughs> in 1999. Please don't give me pineapple because that's my kryptonite. I mean, well, this is a big ball, but things can happen. I think it's maybe too small if you give me pineapple. So. I have a lot of questions, but I'm going to I'm going to for now just not give you pineapple. That's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Good call. <laughs> Good thing you weren't here in the morning. I actually had pineapple. They had pineapple Ooh. slices Ooh. from Caribou. Oh. So, I had pineapple juice. And you're sitting that, <laughs> that close? <laughs> Come on. We can switch pieces. <laughs> Has there been pineapple in the room in the last month? There should be a sign. <laughs> yeah. Is this a pineapple This room has been used mm-hmm. to drink pineapple. <laughs> okay. What we will cover. We're going to talk about... Uh, Basically, you have some essentials that you yep. want everybody to start thinking about, yep. and then we're going to talk about some of the details, identifying your business need, associating that need with technology, available technology, and uh, the slide that looks super valuable here is common mistakes in, yep. in disaster recovery. Yep. So I'm going to say uh, the starting point, just set us up, what, what, what are the key things you want people to take away? So the most important part when it comes to planning for disaster recovery is, of course, understanding your business, right? If you yeah. know what you got, you know what you need to, you know, restore, have online to not lose revenue, right? Um, the most thing, the most common thing I see is that people rely on just technology to get their DRPs in place mm-hmm. and also think that, oh, I'm deploying a new set of backup capabilities that you know, I can restore data and that maybe is my DRP. And that is totally wrong. Yeah. So backup is backup, restore is restore, and DR is DR, all right? So the initial phase of understanding and identifying um, is understanding the core business of, of your, your business. Um, identify the business services, 
see what kind of IT infrastructure that builds up those services and deliver mm -hmm. like your e-commerce website yeah. or, or whatever yeah. um, that is associated to do nine out of the 10 uh, revenue. So that's the first thing that you need to do when you have that in place, then it starts getting interesting, right? <clears throat> so there's so many different sets of technology out there. Meme Beater, we covered two of the most common one that Microsoft provides. Mm -hmm. One is Hyper-D Replica, and the other one is R, if you want to go and leverage Azure Site Recovery for your business services. And what was that acronym? ASR. Oh, okay. Yep. And that stands for? Azure Site Recovery. Okay, got it. Yeah. And so, when we talk about disaster, we're not talking about you're building lost power for four hours, because theoretically, you've got a UPS. That's just basic business continuity, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about one of your servers went down because theoretically no. you've got dual and anything critical yep. you've got whatever you've got a cluster some sort of failover something going there yep we're talking about your whole city or maybe just your building is taken over by zombies and everything is unplugged we're going back with the zombies yeah. again all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Zombies. yeah or you or you suffer a cyber attack and all your servers mm -hmm. are encrypted or something that's all oh, right okay that happens also i mean yep. It, does, yeah. it doesn't have to be like a natural cause or anything, like a flood. It can even, okay. it can or even it be an attack be, zone. Or a human error and yeah. someone executing the wrong stuff in, within your company and you lose maybe a third of your data center. So the most common part that we see according to studies is that 80% of accident that occurs within data centers are uh, human associated, right? Okay. So a high number of 80%. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you need to, you know, so the big question that many companies has is how can I avoid those? Because you don't want to have those, right? Right, right, right. So you need to set up processes, routines, strategies, planning, and you need to rehearse and understand how you can execute your business, um, your DRPs for your business services. Okay, and now are we talking about a scenario where you're literally failing over to a secondary site? Could be. Okay, so both scenarios. Yeah. In one case, you're just you're going to have to rebuild your machines from scratch. Yep. Whatever it is, you're you've got bare metal now. Mm -hmm. Whether okay, you're either you've got bare metal at your current site or you're failing over to another site. Precisely. Okay, got Precisely. it. But it, and it all came down to really emphasize that you need a plan because we did an inquiry uh, and the attendees and a lot of them said like we have a plan, but it has been not has been reviewed for four years or something. Mm. So if you open the vault and it says first restore your 2003 machine, I think <laughs> you have a bit of an issue, yeah. I guess. You have a bit of an issue, you have yeah. a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, that's a fair point. Mm. Um, and how many times when you start working with customers do you find that they've actually categorized their services and actually have some semblance of, well, this is what's what? important and this is what's not? Or yeah. Well, people have a good understanding of their own business, meaning that they have a, they can give you and provide you that information, Chad. So, but very, it is not very common that they have a, a, a documentation in place that is very uncommon. There are cases, and that's hallelujah moment, right? But DRP, it's, it's really hard work, and it takes time, and it's... Uh, most often, it's also a bit of uncomfortable discussions that you need to take with persons. Uh, make them understand that, hey, your SQL servers are not set up the right way. Because those, the, that SQL server hosts one of the top three business services for our company. And it's not even clustered. 
right? Right. So what we identify is also a lot of, you know, situations and, and configurations that need to be remade, right? So, <clears throat> but that is also very good because then you have a full review of your entire organization. A lot of companies are also still thinking in components instead of business services. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that? Well, they know that they have to restore server X, but they have no clue if they restore server uh, X, which oh, yeah, business yeah. application is impacted. Mm -hmm. So okay. they know that this is an important server or this is an important DBase, but they have no clue what's actually going on right. on top of the component. So if you take it up a notch and you go onto your business services and you try to DRP security of business services, you don't have to think only in components because just that's just a lower layer. Yeah. But you have to think on everything else as well, like network, like all different things. Yeah. And that's the main that was the main key and the main message we actually tried to give them that they stepped back and just made the DRP plan. Because some things are so common for us in a plan, like um, you need to define a team and that team needs to be reviewed. And the team that does the DRP needs to know what it has to do when disaster, when disaster strikes. It needs to go into mm -hmm. a war room, completely separated. It needs to communicate. And those are things that you don't want to look at or think about at the moment when people start screaming. Because then you don't have time. Right. Okay. Okay. So there is, so just to sort of recap, there's a layer here before you get to the point where you're actually uh, talking about disaster recovery as such. You're just doing basic business setup. There's like yeah. clustering your SQL servers. I wouldn't even necessarily think that's that's always a DR piece. That's just a basic business operations. Sure. Yeah, sure. A server could fail. We wouldn't call one server failing disaster, right? No. Well, I mean, it could be disastrous if you're not doing this stuff, but yep. it's not the D in disaster recovery. No, no. And that's why it's so important to <coughs> start stop looking at just components and look in wider the perspective and look at business services. Right, because okay. if you see, let's say we have a company and they have like uh, 200 business services, right? Yeah. Not all of the business services are equally important, right? Yeah. There are some business services that are more important than others, right? So right. we classify them, right? According to, you know, a business impact analysis or a BIA, as we also call it, meaning that if something bad happened, what, 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 how will that affect my company, uh -huh. right? Yeah, yeah. And further, to take that a further notch is, Business services also have dependencies between them. Mm -hmm. So if business service A goes down, that will affect business service C and F and G, maybe. Okay. All right. right, right. So maybe we don't identify that something bad has happened in the first place, and we see and we notice that something you know in other business services bad stuff starts to go go haywire, and if we have a proper documentation, we know how they are dependent to each another what underlying IT infrastructure provides the business service. And that is also so important to, to understand that. Those sets of components, as Dieter mentioned, those, they just provide the business service. The important thing is the business service. Right, right. If, if, you're, if you're not able to take orders online, the CEO is not worried about yeah. which server is yeah. having what problem. They're it like, when can we take orders again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good point because we also mentioned in our session, uh, it's sometimes better to have something online, but that the website loads in five seconds instead of just half a second, but mm -hmm. it's there. Yeah. It makes a huge difference to the outside world whether your website is slow because then you can communicate to the outside world saying we have some performance issues yep. 
right. instead of the right. site is completely down. Mm. Yes, yes. So you need to focus to get something up and running. And in the second part of the, of the DRP, you need to focus on maybe getting the speed back. But as soon as something is back, your company is making money again. Yeah. Okay. So assuming that you've got a basic good setup <coughs> at your primary facility, and you have either a backup facility, mm -hmm. a failover facility, or you have procedures for restoring a primary, or you're operating in the cloud and yeah. using the Azure stuff. Yep. Um, so in each of those scenarios, what's the architecture look like? What do you have to do? Is there, a, I mean, obviously you can't give us a detail, yeah. but at a high level, how does each of yeah. those scenarios work? Well, from, if you start from the beginning, if you have like a hot cold or, or in the DR side, like three sides on-prem and yeah. you no know, Azure connectivity and all, in Microsoft has Hyper-V replica components that was present in like 2012. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's simple, but very, very efficient. So you can do a replication from one data center to another, but further you can also do extended replication. So you can replicate your VMs to a third site also. So from primary to secondary, but secondary to third site also, right? Okay. So that's a super simple uh, setup. Mm -hmm. um, further, if you have an Azure connectivity, um, you can associate your um, private clouds you have on-prem with Azure Site Recovery. You install a provider on your VMN server. This can mm -hmm. also be done uh, without VMN integration at all. Okay. But the key thing here is you replicate your VMs to Azure instead. So your on-prem VMs is replicated to Azure. Um, the most common mistake here is that people start replicating, just replicating servers and don't do a proper pre-study. Right. Understanding that, mm -hmm. oh, those are the IOPS that I mm -hmm. need, right? So there are several sets of tools that Microsoft provides that uh, we really encourage people to, to run to get a good picture of the sizing of the VMs, the IESs, so they also understand that, oh, maybe we shouldn't provide a DR for the entire uh, um, data center, only our critical or, or class A or <laughs> class one business services, right? right? And when you fail over, it doesn't uh, have to be, um, the most important part is, is, is networking, right? right? So you're still on-prem, right? But your servers are now spinning up in Azure. And as Dieter said, it's better to be barely alive than totally dead, mm, yeah, right? right? So we can communicate yeah. that, all right, right now we have performance issues, but instead of it taking 50 milliseconds, it takes 10 seconds, but you can still do your whatever thing you want yeah. to do, right? And what I see a lot is that people, they think that, oh, if we buy an express route, we're good, right? But here's the thing. We all know that express routes comes with different capacities, right? And of course, with that, a cost. And if you start executing uh, your DRP and start spinning up your VMs in Azure, that also would cost much, much, much more than you probably thought of from the beginning, right? So within this cloud-associated, if you may call it, of DRPs, the DRBs, meaning disaster recovery budgets, also needs to be defined. Mm -hmm. Because you need to know how much time can I execute my VMs in Azure? Mm -hmm. What can I afford, right? Mm -hmm. That also is a good understanding of your RTO value of bringing that online and fully operational again on-prem so you can fail back, all right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, it all comes down, if you see uh, ASR or the Azure Site Recovery Services, um, they're not costing that much money until you need to basically fail over because then you're starting to pay compute because the machines fire up. Okay, until then you're just you're, you're paying, paying to, to send yeah. your data yeah. there, which yeah. is a lot less expensive. Oh yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. cold sure. storage, nothing has happened. It's mm -hmm. just a replica of your machine which is there. But to be honest, if you go to a manager and you say, okay, we're completely down, we're spinning up in Azure, he's more than happy to have something and right. it's, it's yeah. a temporary thing. You're not going to run forever in Azure again. The, the goal is to actually rebuild and come back on-prem. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like having like a temporary backup somewhere, not a backup, but a temporary uh, solution, site, site uh, temporary site, which is just there and you can just flip the switch. You don't have mm -hmm. to move things. So if things happen, you can actually start it up from there and go from there. But you need to be cautious because if your machines are corrupted and you start replicating the corruption, nothing is happening, of course, because you start them right. up and they're also corrupted. So you need yeah. to have multiple restore points or multiple versions or whatsoever. And that's the thing. I mean, you need to think a lot of things through. Yeah, actually because when it comes time to restore, you oh, can't be like, oh, yeah. what was this, no. what was that? Uh -huh. I was just, no. You need to have a procedure that you know Bam, we do these things yep. in this order and we're back online. At, yep. at that time, it's all, there are a couple of factors which, one, everybody starts screaming. There's a lot of stress. Yeah. Everybody wants to know right away what's going on. And they want, they want that it's up and running mm -hmm. as quick as possible. Yeah. And if and time is not on your side at that time, uh, at that time, it's definitely not on your side because you want to save the company, but also your job. Mm -hmm. Because you told yeah. them that you were able to actually get it up and running as soon as possible mm -hmm. because you are responsible <coughs> for the DRP. Yeah. Right. If you have to figure out who to call at that time, or if you yeah. are re reliant on an external <coughs> company and the external company, the guy who made your DRP plan left the company, he did, an, he did like a handover to another guy who mm -hmm. left the company and the, other com and the other guy is sick. And then yeah. the, the other company was bought by another company and they have no clue what they actually did for you. You don't want right. to no. be in that situation at that time. No, you don't. And internal politics, and we mm -hmm. talked about this last year. Yeah. We had a very fascinating podcast with us about, about the soft skills. But the internal politics are such mm -hmm. that sometimes somebody wants to own this and they say, I've got it, don't worry yeah. about it. Uh -huh. And 99.9% .9 of the time, they don't get called out. Nope. But if there's that disaster, like there was a time a big electronics company is a few years back, they were down for like almost a month in Whoa. their online gaming. Mm -hmm. And I, in my head, I was like, I could just see those conversations going on in IT. Yep. Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Let me take care of this. Uh -huh. I got it. Yeah. It's just he's good at like pushing people aside in the mm. meetings, but he yeah. didn't know what he was doing. This is what I imagine. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. And it may have been a woman, I mean, in fairness. Yeah. You actually <laughs> that's that's why we also pointed out that you need to have a war room, yeah. meaning with all the connections, even though whether it's on site or off site, if your site's completely gone, you need another office somewhere where you have internet connectivity and connectivity mm. into the company. Yeah. And you need to shield mm. those people. Yeah. And you need one guy who actually is communicating from the war room saying, we have this, we, we're yeah. going to do this on an hourly basis. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he needs to take all the heat because the people in the room need Needs to focus to, to yeah. get online. Okay. If, they, if they get called all the way and they get like instant messages and whatsoever, yeah. I mean, they are distracted from their core business yeah. at that time and that is getting 
the company's moneymaker back online, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's a web, uh, website or a webshop or whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, it's, it's all the same scenarios, right? Right, but right. The most also, you point out a very good thing there, Peter, and, and the most important part is that people, they never rehearse it, right? They don't rehearse, they don't yeah. practice their right, right, So right. When, when the time comes, they don't have a clue. Yeah, even so, if they've well planned it out, yeah. Yeah, they're sitting there spending all the time reading the plan, yeah. going, "Oh, what, what do we mean by this?" Yes, <laughs> and, and fair point. Because reviewing the plan, here's the thing: the plan we live on is constantly changing, right? We all agree on that. Yes. Perfect. Uh, how about technology? <laughs> is that also changing? This is where you say yes. Yes. Or yes. yes. <laughs> and that's why you need to review your team. And this is something that you constantly need to work with. You will never be finished with it. You need to constantly work with it, right? And you need to have, let's say, purpose server, uh, service. You need to have one who owns it, right? You need another one who can execute the DRPs, and you need two others that are backing up the two primaries. Okay, right? so you've got one person, just to recap, because yeah. this is really important uh-huh. for companies listening. There yeah. should be one person who literally, they oh. are the point for DRP. Yep. You yep. own it. Yep. Yeah, You own it. They need a backup to them. Mm-hmm. And then there's an implementer mm-hmm. who is responsible for implementing it. And they should, in theory, have rehearsed these yep. documented procedures yep. and somebody backing them up. Yep. Yeah. Okay, got it. And, and just hopefully to... you've got an executive sponsor that's making sure that all those guys are doing yep. their jobs. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. because yeah. the thing is, a lot of companies are still not seeing um, the return on investment that they have to actually pay money to make a DRP plan because they're not seeing it. If they pay us oh, a right. lot of money, uh, for example, and we give them a DRP plan, mm-hmm. they have no immediate return on investment. Yeah, It's just a plan. Yeah, yeah right. It's right, just, right. It, it's like paying insurance. Yep. If, if, if you pay your insurance for, uh, for, 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 yeah, for fire or something to, to make sure that your house burns down that they get like uh, that you get your money back or that your house get rebuilt. If you paid for fifty years and your house never burned down, you can go and go and like, oh well, I paid insurance and then I got no return. But you can pay two years and then your house burns down and then you get the return. Yeah, that's a really important point because it, it can, I'm sure it's hard for you sometimes as consultants to get people to justify spending the money. And you're like, yeah. do you understand the consequences? Mm-hmm. Of being not prepared for a disaster. Yeah. yeah. The most common discussion uh, we face with that is people, they, they understand that A is important, B, it costs a lot because it does. Yeah. If you want to do a full blown DRP for an entire company that may be global, right, <clears throat> it, it takes a while, right? Right? Yeah. So what we tend to do is make them identify the core value of it, of that service, meaning, we take up uh, uh, like one critical business service <clears throat> and we build the entire processes, routines, and structures, implement the technology for that specific business service yeah, yeah. and say, hey guys, now it's time for you to take over. You must own this. Uh, one thing that I push very hard in all my DRP projects is you should never be dependent on me. You must always be yeah, able to right, execute right, this right. yourself. Yeah. So um, we try to make them understand, make them comfortable, because as we pointed out earlier in this interview, it, it's time is not your friend. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it just flies out the window. It's, it's, it's another common mistake that a lot of, let's say, management um, think that they bought a technology that will help them. Yeah, yeah. But they never tested the technology, but an awesome salesman said, like, this yeah. is going to help you in case oh, yeah. of disaster, but okay. Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, we'll buy it. And they're assured, let's say, mm-hmm. falsely assured, that yeah. that technology is going to help them. Mm. Yeah. But most likely, it's that techn- technology, storage, for example, mm. who's going to cause the disaster. Yeah. And at that point, you are like, okay, you told me it's going to work. Uh, you don't have it in writing, and you go into a discussion phase, and you don't have DRP. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that goes back to what you were saying even before we started, which yeah. is that it's really the non-technical side oh, yeah. is yeah. the more important side, oh, yeah, even yeah. though you obviously have to have both. Sure. And, 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 and that's true, because there's so many, so much different technology out there. There's so many different vendors and, and so on and so forth. But if you don't know what set of technology that is applicable to your business service that also meet up your demands for your, for your DRs, <clears throat> then, you know, you, you don't actually have a clue. Okay. Okay. So, okay, great. Well, we, we, we need to wrap up. So thank oh, you so much. Okay. I have one more question sure, before sure, we sure. go. So, okay, let's suppose you have a primary site and a backup site, mm-hmm. and then you're sending VMs to a juror. So mm-hmm. your, your primary site fails. Mm-hmm. You get zombies at your primary site. What if there's zombies? Zombies. Pineapple zombies. <laughs> Pineapple zombies. <laughs> yes. what, what if there are zombies <laughs> at your secondary site? Mm-hmm. Then you're like, okay, zombies at two sites, but we've got a juror. What if the zombies get into the Azure data center? Well, here's the thing. The, we can only plan so much, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's actually an answer to that. Because uh, as an addition to the DRPs we're setting uh-huh. up, we also set up uh, structured uh, deployment phases. So if you get totally zombied, yeah. right, you can have a set of instructions saying that this is how you redeploy your active directory. This is how you redeploy this and that, right? And with that also associated archived uh, tapes that are provided on worm tapes, mm-hmm. meaning read once, read many, right? So those are protected, that data is protected. Right? Okay, and so there actually is a, a, fall, a fallback from yeah. the first two fallbacks yeah. in, in a really, in a yeah. zombie apocalypse. Yeah. But there is always a way to go. There's okay. always a way. Great. To, Great. To be honest, I visited one of the Azure data centers. Yeah. If zombies can get in there, I think we have far <laughs> your biggest worry yeah. is going to be your data. <laughs> biggest worry is going to be your data. Thank you so much can, for joining us. You, yeah. This has been really, really informative. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, you guys have a great rest of the show. Thank you for having Cheers. me. Cheers. Thanks for having us.